Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Are you ready? That was Let's Go by Bean. Check out her music, beanmusic.com. Find Noelle Bean or her artist name, Bean, on Facebook. And you also can check out her awesome music videos and more on YouTube. Love that girl. But again, that was Let's Go by Bean. I hope you love that song just as much as I do, if not more. Great way to start the show tonight. Wake you all up. I know it's the end of the weekend. We're about to get headed headed into a, a work week and all tomorrow, Monday. But it's all good. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but it has been raining a lot over here. I am over in Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth to be exact, and it will not be exact, but roundabout area. <laughs> and uh, we call it the DFW Metroplex to be short. But anyway, or just DFW actually be really short, abbreviate. <sighs> so off subject like always. But anyway, it's been raining a lot, and I was just wondering how's the weather where you are. Call in and tell me. I love hearing from all of you around the world. I know we had a gentleman calling from the Philippines at the end of the show last week. I hope you'll call in and 
give us a little more time to chat with you this time calling earlier. So I got the whole two hours, so plenty of time for you to call and say hello. And let me know your thoughts on trending topics. Uh, we're going to focus mostly on Burt Reynolds and Mac Miller tributes, as well as my favorite show right now, Big Brother, where you expect the unexpected. But it's been kind of more like expect the expected because level six is amazing and on point And wow, they, they may make it all the way to the end. Let's, I'm really curious to see what happens there. Um, yeah, I've been team Tyler, team Tyler all the way. I'll admit I'm becoming more team Casey. I got to admit that girl's got game. I I didn't realize till recently when she started winning comps in a row, she got two vetoes two weeks back to back and now an HOH, which means basically head of household if you're not a big brother fan. But anyway, <laughs> um, she's a football player in real life. She's amazing. She seems really sweet. She's got social game going on point jury management going on point. And apparently I think she was purposely throwing comps, but didn't really admit it because I'm like, how could she win that many in a row and not win prior unless she just wasn't trying to win prior. So maybe that was part of her strategy, but you normally, you know, when they interview, they call it the diary room where they interview the um, house guests individually, share their personal thoughts, their game strategies. They usually share that, but I don't remember her sharing that. Well, maybe she did in her pre-interview. I think a fan did say, that she said she was going to kind of stay low now, think about in the game in the beginning. And then when she had to rise up, she did. Boy, she has risen up. Oh, my goodness me. She is awake <laughs> and on a roll. So congrats to Casey. Uh, Watch tonight's episode. Just ended a moment ago. She nominated and put up on the block Sam and Haley. Apparently Sam's the pawn. Haley's the target. And Haley, oh, my goodness me. The only one left from her own alliance from uh, – the beehive or originally what's called Balte. Wow. I mean, seriously, that girl has got some game. She's a survivor. She hangs in there week to week. Uh, this may be her week to actually go. We'll see, she, you know, depending on if she wants veto or not. If you watch, I don't watch the live feeds, but I'm really bad about getting on Twitter and reading the posts <laughs> from people that do watch the live feeds. Uh, it's been my ongoing joke that I read more then watch TV during Big Brother season because I tend to get on Twitter and read all the live updates all the time. So I kind of already know what happens there, but I'm trying not to spoil it for you. So I have to watch what I say on there. Ooh, it's, it's tempting, let me tell you. All right, I could talk all day, all night about Big Brother, but uh, switching gears, let's also talk about NFL. My two home teams from the state of Texas, Houston Texans, and more specifically Dallas Cowboys, each lost today. Uh, Texans lost to Patriots. Not a big surprise because Patriots are a really big well-known winning team. However, kudos to Texas, which I give credit because J.J. Watts was put back in the game today, although they have, you know, like most teams have one major player, maybe a few other key players. Uh, Yeah, so I still think uh, that considering the circumstances, it was an away game and Patriots are very difficult to beat, losing by basically one touchdown, seven, eight points. Not too bad, uh, but I am a little sad they lost. And I'm even sadder that my homeboys, Dallas Cowboys, lost also to the Carolina Panthers. At the same token, I will admit, even though I'm a Cowboys fan, I am one of the very first ones to say, even as a fan, they get way too overconfident. And that is their biggest <laughs> – I truly feel this. I've felt this for so many seasons now, a few past few years. They get overconfident, and they end up losing games. 
and almost every time, now this game, they were pretty much, I think, losing most of the game, you know, well, they were back and forth, but for the most part, um, but most games, they tend to, if you watch and you'll see this pattern, they, it's always either or. If they're winning by halftime, they lose the game because they get overconfident. If they're losing by halftime, they're like, oh, my gosh, we have to step up our game, and they do, and then they win the game. Isn't that crazy? Like, they, they need to be more consistent. I sound like I'm actually a professional sports commentator, and I don't know much about sports at all, which we should try to call Jabari. I begged him to co-host with me tonight, and I forgot to call and remind him about it. I called him like a week ago asking him, and he probably totally forgot. But let's try to call him and see if we can get some insight uh, from him, if he'll answer the call, about football because he, he used to play football himself in college uh, in Oklahoma before he transferred over to University of North Texas where I met him in the dorms. My dear friend that I call Jumanji, his nickname. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want to call in, here's the switchboard phone number. Save it to your phone contact so you can call in every Sunday night and say hi. 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. And then listen to the prompts, but I think you press 1 for English or press 1 to talk. I don't know. I speak English. Well, I do know some Spanish, too, but other languages I'm really lost. I only know how to count up to, like, un, trois, trois, quatorze. No, I think I'm mixing Spanish in with French. I'm not sure. <laughs> Is that one through four in French? Did I say it right? I know bonjour. And j'aime means I love you. And that's about all I know. But I guess that's if you want me to know anything in French, that's probably get you through, right? <laughs> j'aime. Oh, my goodness me. All right, yeah, so call in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on any trending topics, including Burt Reynolds and Mac Miller tributes uh, or Big Brother or football season or, or whatever. I mean, there's tons of topics, of course, trending topics going on. Of course, um, another one I hadn't mentioned yet was Olivia Munn and the Predator movie. And that whole mess I'll talk about here in a bit, too, uh, how that one, I won't say mess, but how that all went down. Um, we'll hear your thoughts on that. And, hmm, oh, and I always like to give you all the platform. If, if any of you are also interested, you can call in either way, trending topics or open mic. I love to give the floor to y'all. I love to hear your beautiful voices and talents. So feel free if you want to share a skill you got from uh, creativity with open mic, from music to comedy to uh, spoken word and poetry, call in and share that too. All right, either or. Okay, so I'll be right back. Let me play a song for y'all. Give me just a moment here. Oh, and message me on Twitter during live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. But I hope you'll call in because I'd love to hear your voices and connect better with you. So again, 323-642-1556 is the number to call. Oh, wait. I was about to play a song, but I forgot we're supposed to call Jabari first. So I'm going to try to call Jabari. We'll see if he picks up or not. Give him a chance. Ask him what's up with those Texans and Cowboys. Thank you, and have a blessed 
Hi, Jabari. It's Shell. Remember how I called you like a week ago and I was like, will you please consider co-hosting even if it's part of the time on my show tonight? So, and then I forgot, totally forgot to call and remind you because I know you um, always ask me to call and remind you and I totally forgot. So it's my bad, my fault, but if there's any chance you can call and even if it's for a few minutes, I'd love to at least hear your thoughts on, you know, sadly, Texans and Cowboys losing today, but I'd love to hear your feedback on that or NFL in general or just call and say, hey. What's up, my friend? The phone number is, uh, hold on, <laughs> 323-642-1556. Again, Jafar, uh, call in the switchboard number if you want, please, please, at 323-642-1556. And can you let me know when you call in, do you press 1 to talk live on air? Let me know or press 1 for English. I'm trying to remember if that's what you pressed 1 or not. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. All right, now I'll play a song for y'all. Give me just a moment here. This song is called Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. I can't believe it's already September. October will be here before you know it. My favorite season's around the corner. Fall, I love it so much. Football season, cooler weather, State Fair of Texas, leaves changing colors, beautiful. Love to take walks in the nice, cooler weather. Oh, my gosh, I could go on and on. I just absolutely love fall. I feel like fall is my my favorite season is like the shortest season though it flies by so quick don't you think we go from like fall to winter so quickly before I know it it's Christmas and it's snowing or something crazy like that don't snow much here but we did get snow once in a blue moon here in Texas all right on that note here um, before we jump to Christmas let's get get geared for I guess Halloween in a month from now um I love the song year round I gotta admit it's my personal favorite from Brandon Hilton, my dear friend, I call Beautifully Handsome because it's a personal story about his own life when he was younger growing up, you know, being selected as one of those like, hey, you look great as a model and they put him in fashion shows and stuff, you know, the typical, I love how he says the typical cliche story, you know, yeah, I was at the mall one day and got recruited basically as a, as a model and got into fashion and shows and anyway, but check out House of Man. He, is, he has grown so much as an artist, a person, a fashion designer and more and I love his new fashion line, House of Man. He's doing great. All right, so find Brandon Hilton on Facebook and his fashion line, House of Man. And in the meantime, enjoy his song, Glamour Zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
by Brandon Hilton. I think Javari just called us back. Hey, Javari, how's it going? Hey. I'm so happy to hear from you, my friend. Uh, there's actually two uh, reasons why I called you. The first one was about football, but I have a personal... It's going to sound crazy, but you ready? It's like a personal note here. Okay, ready? Uh, go ahead. Okay. I don't want to freak you out or anything, but... So, I don't know if you remember the story. I used to have nightmares off and on when I was like 15, um, about like close ones and stuff, like getting hurt or you know, just just awful nightmares, right? Just really bad. Yeah. And like, and then they came back again, like off and on through the years, like mostly at age fifteen, and then again, um, I can't remember exactly when it happened again. I think I'm trying to remember. I was like age fifteen, and then the second time around, I want to say I was like, I think it was my reunion year. Yeah, I think twenty four years old. But anyway, and so. I unfortunately I don't have them as often now once in a while and I had a really bad one last night and uh-huh. I don't want to scare you but I just want to make sure you're all right because it, it, it you were in my dream last night and it was awful and I woke up just crying and just scared to death like I've got to make sure my friend's okay <laughs> uh, I'm okay oh thank god yeah it was it was really bizarre but I think to make you feel a little better, what happened uh-huh. in the dream actually in real life happened to a another friend of mine that had a stroke recently. So I think that the dream actually, even though you were in it, I think it was really about her because that really happened to another friend, you know, unfortunately a week ago on Labor Day. Had, uh, oh. One of my comedian friends had a stroke on Labor Day, and that's what happened in the dream. So you see what I'm saying? To to appease you to make you not get too scared or worried now that I know you're okay. <laughs> okay, so nothing happened to me in the dream or well, did basically, yeah. So what happened in my nightmare in my dream? Well, I say nightmare in my nightmare was you and 
but basically what happened to you was basically in real life what happened to my my comedian friend TJ on Labor Day who had a stroke. So I actually had a stroke. Like instead of TJ being in the dream having the stroke, it was you. But I think the dream was really about her because that actually happened to her a week ago in real life, unfortunately. Okay. I know it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. But I mean, like you, you, you haven't been sick or anything, right? Like you're feeling fine, you're good. I mean, my stomach's been bugging me, but that's about it. Oh, did you go to the doctor? Yeah, I've been to the doctor. Oh, that's good. Are you on medicine? Uh, I was. I mean, my stomach's bugging me. I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago. Really? But that was for. Yeah, that's because I had upper respiratory infection. Oh yeah, this weather change and all. But so so yeah. it's good to know you you were sick but went to the doctor and you're feeling better now, so that kinda that makes me feel a little better. It was just I'm sorry, I don't mean to scare you, it just it scared me so bad I had to make sure like I was like, I've gotta make sure I gotta like make sure you're all right, you know? Yeah, I'm okay. And and on a happier I'm... note too about my friend, I mean of course it's awful what happened, but to be on a kind of positive side too, she did she did get released from she was in ICU for a bit, but she's home now. The only catch is it's a very long recovery. You know, she's got physical therapy ahead. She's got uh, to be very still because her blood pressure goes up too too easily if she's if she doesn't stay still. So that's going to be very challenging for her because she's like a very active type person and one of the funniest comedians I've ever known. By the way, I love her so much. Shout out to TJ, everyone. Please keep TJ in your prayers, please. I love her so much. She was in my uh, we took stamp comedy class together, but unfortunately she, like a lot of people, quit the class because our six-week class turned into one year. <laughs> so I lost a lot of classmates. So by the time the graduation uh, showcase performance happened, I ended up being the only female comedian. And I always said if I had to share that stage with any other female comedian she, I would, for, for graduation, I definitely would love to be her because she is so funny. But she's actually gone on and done tons of stamp comedy shows. And, oh, I mean, she's amazing. So anyway, but yeah, prayers for TJ. But yeah, that was just really weird when I woke up. It, it scared me about you, but then I realized, wait a minute, that's what happened to my friend TJ. So How really old strange. Is oh my gosh, she's. I'm pretty sure is she my age or younger. She's young. She's young. I mean, for a stroke, she's young. I I can't remember. Oh. She has a birthday coming up. I should remember. I want to say. Hold on, I'll tell you here in just a minute. I was just thinking about how her birthday was coming up. I'll tell you here in just okay. a minute. I just saw this other day and thought, oh my gosh, her her birthday's coming up. She is, oh no, she's a few years older than me, but not much. So I was born in seventy four. She's born in seventy one. I'm forty four, so she'll be forty seven. Yeah, she'll be forty seven okay. on Tuesday. On her birthday's actually September eleventh, nine eleven. Kind of ironic, okay. but yeah, yeah, forty seven years old. So she's forty six right now, but almost forty seven. She's actually from Kansas City, Missouri. Which is funny because I'm another great comedian friend, a guy from Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> Ironic. Uh, and she's from the other Kansas City, Missouri. Isn't that funny? But isn't that kind of yeah. good for a stroke? You know what? I I don't know. Now, I don't know for sure the cause effect, but I do know she had knee surgery not too long before, maybe a month or two before. So I kind of wonder uh-huh. if that might be the cause effect because I know I've had surgeries in there, you know, especially like hysterectomy where they tell you, you know, if you, if you, uh, Oh, it's going to sound weird, okay? But when I woke up from my hysterectomy surgery in 2003, 
they had placed they didn't prepare me ahead of time and i wish someone had told me it scared the heck out of me all of a sudden i look down and i feel my my feet are pedaling they literally attached these ongoing bike pedals to my feet while i was in bed resting from this hysterectomy while i was in the hospital and told me uh-huh. later it was because it had to keep the feet legs active to prevent blood clots. So I wonder because she had knee surgery and they say, you know, you have to move, you have to get up and make yourself move no matter how bad it hurts, even if it's a few times a day to try to avoid clots. So, uh, because she had a, a brain a clot in her brain, which is cleared now, but I think, I wonder if that's what happened, you know, the cause effect for the stroke, huh. you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I always remember that. I thought that was the craziest thing to wake up and have my feet on these pedals just going nonstop. I was like, what the heck? I need to rest. <laughs> it was crazy. and not crazy. But, yeah, that's yeah. why I remember that they say you got to stay moving even, you know, I mean, of course you have to bed rest, but you have to move even a few times a day to prevent blood clots. So everyone, just, just not trying to scare anyone, just, just a precaution. Be safe out there. And again, prayers up for my friend TJ. I love her so much. Um, oh, okay. Switching gears. Football season. I'd love to hear your thoughts, especially our home our home teams, Texan teams. Okay. Um, it's it's just one game, and neither team looked very good. But like I said, it's just one game, and. Oh, you mean one yeah. regular season game, right? Because yeah. like, they've had a few games, but not these aren't preseason. Yeah, today. yeah the first regular season. Yeah, so just one game yeah. in the regular preseason. I mean, regular season. Yeah. Uh huh. So you know, yeah. There's something to be a little bit worried, but not so much. You know, like I said, it's one game now. If it kept going on, then. That's that's one thing, but it's just one game, so. That's true. I mean, I was saying earlier, like, I'm sad that they both lost, but at least each of them, this is my theory, or my, my opinion on today's games for those two teams. I was saying earlier, the Texans, I mean, considering they played the Patriots, who are big-time winning team most for the most part most years, they, you know, a very strong mm-hmm. team. That's not too bad to lose. Would they lose by seven, eight points? I mean, not too bad, right? About yeah. touchdown difference. And I think, I think, do you think it's because JJ Watts returned today? I know he had an injury prior, so I think that's why they didn't win. And because Patriots is a tough team, JJ Watts just returned he had, from an injury, but he, you know, his first game in, not the easiest, you know, first game back, but he did return, uh-huh. and I think he, you know, he's a key player. Do you do you think that's why they didn't do too bad? Only lost by like a touchdown difference, basically. That's my opinion. That could be. And 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 of course the advantage both our our home teams were away games today, so that's the other advantage. You yeah. know the opposing team had home advantage, and then the Cowboys. Mm, <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, I you know my theory. I think they get overconfident. But and they, I mean Panthers. Yeah. You know Cam Newton is a key player, of course, for Panthers. I mean he's. He was on a roll today. I saw that. So, hmm. but yeah, Cowboys, I think, have the potential. I just, just watch and see. Remember my theory I say every year now, you watch. Now, today was a little different. They were kind of scoring but kept losing. Yeah. But most of the time, remember my theory about look at the score at halftime. You watch the next game and see if my theory comes true or not. Almost okay. every game, if they're winning, 
by halftime, they lose the game and vice versa. And it's because if they're winning by halftime, I think they get the Cowboys get overconfident and think they, oh, we got it easy the rest of the game, and they don't, and they end up losing. If they're losing by halftime, they win the game. See what I'm saying? So it's opposite. If they're winning by halftime, they lose the game. If they're losing by halftime, they win the game. Because if they're losing by halftime, they're like, oh, my gosh, we got to step it up. And then they do, and then they win. So it's almost like I want them to be losing by halftime every well, season. They they end up lo- the well, well, they were losing at halftime, so. Oh, and they, well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Today was a little different because they were consistently losing. Weren't they behind like about a touchdown the whole game, pretty much, almost? Pretty well. For the most part, I think. Pretty much. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it was a little different today. That's true. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I love the Cowboys. They're our home boys. They're our home team. However, you know, I'm. I was saying this earlier. It's like I'm. I know they're my my team and all. I root for them. I love them. But at the same time, I'm my hats off to the rest of the fans on the other teams because when I meet someone else from another team, another fan, I'm like, I'll be one of the first to admit, as a Cowboys fan, they are overconfident. That's why (laughs) they get too cocky. (laughs) Drives me crazy. I'm like, quit being so arrogant. Be a little more humbled, and you might just win more games, you know? Yeah. I, I just I can't help but feel that way, but I still love them. I think Dak Prescott's still one of my all-time favorite players. I loved Romo commentating. You know, it's good to hear Romo's voice. He does a great job, by the way, commentating the game. I think good yeah. insight there. Pretty cool. But uh, what are your Super Bowl predictions? Or is it too early to tell? <laughs> it's a little too early right now. So. <laughs> I love the Super Bowl predictions. Oh, yeah. oh, guess what? Emmy's in the chat room. Hi, Emmy. You know my soldier friend Emmy from the Air Force. Yeah. Say, say hi to Emmy. Been trying for weeks to say hello. Says, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't have a t- my talk show last weekend for Labor Day. I took a break. Well, Jabari, thank you very much for calling in. I won't keep you long, but I still hope you'll co-host the show with me soon. But I forgot to remind okay. you, so I won't keep you tonight. But thank you. I love you, my friend, and I'm very happy you're doing okay. And I'll try to call you during okay. the week the next day or two just to catch up, you know, as friends. All right. Bye, Bye. Jabari. Bye. Again, that was my old college friend, Jabari. I love him so much. I've known him for over a decade. We used to uh, hang out live in the dorms together. He got stories to tell me. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> I used to prank call and stuff. He's silly. So let me switch gears and say hi to Emmy. I love you, sis. I'm sorry. I know you can hear me, so I'm give me just a moment here to catch up with Emmy. I'm gonna talk to her on air. So again, I didn't host my um I took a break last weekend. We can't hear you, but I can see you. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm gonna play a song so I can type in the chat room to my friend for a moment. Keep her and all the military and veterans in your thoughts and prayers and can never and their families too can never say thank you enough to each of them for all they all do. I know she unfortunately can't listen live right now while she's overseas, but I'm gonna go ahead and play this song for for her and all the soldiers. Song I always play for them called Time to Go Home by Michael Friday Spearhead. Shout out to Screaming Eagle soldiers, her dear friends in the army serving overseas as well. Here's Time to Go Home by Michael Frontier Spearhead. Be right back.
Once again, that is, or excuse me, that was uh, uh, Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead. And I want to check and see if there's any update. We have all been on pins and needles waiting for the baby to be born. Let's see here. Give me just a moment. Um, Yeah, Sarah, Mr. Franti's wife, Sarah, is due any time now. And I keep going back and checking, mostly Instagram, because they're on Instagram mostly lately. They have Twitter accounts, but for the most part, the last few days, they've been more active on Instagram. So I keep checking to see if there's any update on baby boy Franti. I can't wait to find out his name, what he looks like, how much does he weigh. I'm so thrilled and excited. And I get extra emotional on a personal note. Of course, anytime a new baby's uh, new baby, a baby's born into this world, it's exciting. Uh, but on a personal note with Mr. Franti and me both being reunited adoptees, I just get even extra emotional and excited realizing how um, he knows all his birth family like I do and how this baby's coming into his life and we'll get to know all of his biological and adoptive family members, those, those still living. Unfortunately, he's lost a few family members such as I have. Um, and of course, stars sides of the family too. I'm like, this baby is going to be so blessed. And it goes back to what my mother said, my adoptive mother, my mom that raised me when my, uh, birth mother found me and said, realized, you know, that my reunion was starting with my biological family and my adoptive mom said the most beautiful thing that still makes me tear up. And she said, well, Shell, now you've got more family to love you. I mean, what's that saying? There's nothing like a mother's love. I mean, seriously, that was amazing that my mom would think to say that on the spot, like having no clue what I was about to tell her. And it was the most, one of the most difficult conversations I've ever had with my parents was to tell them, you know, because you don't want them to feel threatened because they're still your parents, you still love them very much. It's just something sometimes you have to do for yourself. If you're, if you're adopted, you probably know what I'm talking about, especially when you're not adoptees. Give me just a minute here. I'm talking to Emmy again in the chat room for just a second. She's saying, she's explaining to me that she can hear the old episodes fine, but not the live streaming shows, I guess, because she's, you know, military overseas serving. So you will be able to hear this show tonight later on them, sis. We call each other sis because we love each other like sisters. Okay. She is my sis. And I forgot my Instagram password. <laughs> I hate it when I do that. So I'm having a little trouble getting in to see. I have to grab my phone. It's already. Oh, there we go. There. I don't have to have a password, luckily. Oh, yes, I do. Okay, I'll grab my phone. It's already saved on my phone. I was trying to do it on the computer. So we'll see if there's any update. The last update I saw was a beautiful video of Mr. Franti and Sarah, his wife, dance, pregnant wife, dancing together about six hours ago. So I love it. So still a wait and see the downtime waiting for the baby to be born um just and cherishing their alone time together it looks like they also went to a comedy show with some group of friends on a last social night out awesome so excited for them i can't wait i can't wait okay give me just a second here all right so again we're talking about training topics um definitely want to talk about burt reynolds and mac miller Unfortunately, both passed away. Big, big 
disparity with the ages, reasons of death, and such. Um, I personally loved, I keep saying personally, I got to stop saying that. That's been my word tonight. Catchphrase, personally tonight. <laughs> anyway, um, Smokey and the Bandit is one of the movies I watched time and time again growing up. I didn't see it in the theater, ironically, but my parents had, uh, my parents had uh, HBO, and so they played that movie a lot, and I never got tired of it. I still love it. It makes me want to watch it now. I love Smokey and the Bandit. Oh my gosh, Burt Reynolds so good in it. And Sally Fields played an awesome role. I loved how they just adored each other. Uh, I used to have this weird thought that my, um, that, you know, before I was reunited with my family when I was just like a kid growing up, I used to envision that Sally Fields was my biological mom. And side note, Tom Hanks was my <laughs> biological father. I know that sounds weird. You know, when you're kids, you have these weird imagination and stuff. But anyway, but I mentioned that since Sally Field was in the movie uh, with Burt Reynolds and Smokey and the Bandits. But uh, let me remind you all again, before I forget the switchboard phone number, if you want to call in and share your thoughts on trending topics, including Burt Reynolds and or Mac Miller tributes on on their deaths, their legacies, as well as um, we talked a little bit about NFL games. Thanks again to my dear friend Jabari for calling in and sharing his thoughts on that. And I'm so glad he's okay. That stupid nightmare I had. I hate that. I hate nightmares. Um, what else? What else? Uh, my dog Prescott's here. He says hi. Make sure tell Emmy that because I know her soldier friends over. She's in Air Force, but her soldier friends, my uh, friends also in Screaming Eagles unit overseas from Fort Campbell. They have canines. And so I always share updates on my dog with them and they share updates on their canines. Um, so I'm going to mention that to her in a minute here. My dog gives says hello um but anyway so again the switchboard phone number three two three six four two one five five six we're going to talk about more about burt reynolds mac miller uh and their tributes as well as uh big brother my show we talked a little bit about big brother actually already give me just a moment here i was looking something up about burt reynolds i want to say he was 82 is that right y'all 82 Oh, this is a funny quote. I'm probably going to get angry, but I'll go ahead and share it with y'all. It says, marriage is about the most expensive way for the average man to get laundry done. It's one of her Reynolds quotes. It's kind of funny, but it kind of makes me mad, I'll admit. He says, I can sing as well as Fred Astaire can act. Oh, that's so wrong, but so funny. <laughs> I love Fred Astaire. Oh, my goodness. I love him. Oh, funny. My movies were the kind they show in prisons and airplanes because nobody can leave. <laughs> Hey, now, I like that one. It's a self-deprecating joke. So that probably is my favorite one. It'll show he's got some humility there. Be humble. Awesome. Yeah, I think he's 82. It says he was born February 11th, 1936. Oh, he just had a birthday. Or no, he did have a birthday. I'm sorry. I'm misreading. Oh, February 11th. Yeah, he died. I didn't know he was from, born in Lansing, Michigan. He died in Jupiter, Florida on September 6th, which was just this past Thursday. Oh, wow. His breakout film role was 
as Lewis Medlock in Deliverance. He played the leading role in a number of subsequent box office hits, including The Longest Yard from 1974. I've never seen the original. I've seen the remake, Longest Yard, which is really good. But I should go back and watch the original. Uh, Smokey and the Bandit, 1977. I was only three years old, but again, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on TV growing up later on, so I don't, probably, well, I don't remember it from then. So that's funny. I was only three when the movie came out. Oh, how could I forget Cannonball Run? Of course, Smokey and the Bandit. A sequel, 1980, Cannibal Run came out in 1981. That's a great one. And my, uh, one of my other all-time favorites, and I did not see in the theater because I was only eight years old and my parents wouldn't take me, but I did see it on TV later when I got older. The Best Little Horror House in Texas, which I actually remember renting that movie, going to an actual movie rental store and renting that and watching it with my girlfriends in college dorm. How funny is that? I love that movie. It's Dolly Parton. So good. Wow. Uh, it says, after a few box, uh, box office failures, Reynolds returned to TV starring in the sitcom Evening Shade from 1990 until 1994. He was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his performance in Boogie Nights, and which the movie came out in 1997. More recent. Oh, it was really sad, too, because I read... Oh, what was the name of the movie? Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. He was actually supposed to be in a movie and had not filmed his scenes yet. Let me see if I can find it here. Did not film his last movie. What was the name of it? I was going to be in, uh, oh, man. It was a, a major new Quentin Tarantino movie. It says that he uh, was due to film actually this month. Wow. Uh see if it says the name of it once upon a time in hollywood which is expected to be released on july 26 2019 i'm not used to seeing a movie actually have an actual release date that far ahead usually it's just you know fall or winter 2019 or whatever. wow uh but anyway the movie was about the summer of the manson during it was set during the summer of the manson murders where the all-star ensemble includes dakota fanning lena dunham emily hirsch and damian lewis about a TV actor and a stunt double embarking on something of an odyssey to make a name for themselves in the film industry in the late 1960s. Uh, It says, uh, Spawn, the character which was meant for Burt Reynolds, was an 80-year-old, almost blind man who rented out his L.A. ranch to film bosses to use as a shooting location. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. I'm sad he didn't get to film his scenes. My uncle was not just a movie icon. He was a generous, passionate, and sensitive man who was dedicated to his family, friends, fans, and acting students. Oh, nephew has told BBC. He has had health issues. However, this was totally unexpected. Oh, this is on express.co.ck. Emmy, can you hear me? I'm sorry, I'm going back and forth here for a moment. Let me play a song and go back to the chat room for a moment and catch up with, with Emmy. All right, give me just a second. But again, let me remind you the switchboard phone number. If you'd like to call in, I'd love for you to call in and share your thoughts on any trending topics. Uh, we'll talk about Max Miller, someone I return after this next song. In the meantime, jot down the switchboard number, call in any time, and just uh, hang tight. If I don't get to you right away, I'll get to your call as soon as I can. 323-642-1556. In the meantime, here is a different song. Let me find a different song, a different artist for you. Give me just a moment. Sorry, I'm not sure if y'all heard that ad noise come up, uh, pop up. I hate when that happens. I'm <laughs> changing screens. Ah, it's all good. It's all good. Here is Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Be right back. 
Oh my goodness! I'm gonna have to go set my I'm gonna have to go set my TV recorder because I just realized that Miss America. I don't always watch, but I definitely want to see tonight's episode because it's got my talk show mentor, my friend Ross Matthews, co-hosting. I love you, Ross. I'm so proud of you. Congrats on the gig, as they say in the entertainment industry. I'm 
so excited for you. I, I know you'll do an amazing job. And of course, you know, I have to say this. Don't do the Steve Harvey thing. Don't, <laughs> don't get them mixed up when you announce the winner. Okay. If, if you're the one announcing the winner, I don't know if you are the host or doing it. We're probably doing it together, but oh my gosh, how exciting. It's on ABC. If y'all want to check it out, you can set your DVR too and call in or call in during commercial breaks here to the podcast. But that is so exciting. It looks like oh, I think I missed the first hour. Oh, I feel terrible. Do they re- tell me they replayed Miss America pageant? Ah, okay. All right, you can follow Miss America ORG, uh, Miss America Org, and of course Hello Ross, who's Ross Matthews, all on Twitter. Their Twitter name so Miss America Org and Hello Ross. And I'm just seeing if there's any updates on here so far. America. Is it true they got rid of the bat bathing suit, swimsuit uh, section of the pageant? I thought I heard that, but I don't know if that's accurate. So let me know if that's true or not. Looks like Ross is co-hosting with Carrie Ann. Awesome. I like her. Very cool. I think I lost, I mean, the chair must see her, but I can't, I, I don't see her typing. Like, I see her her chat or username, but I don't see her, like, typing. In a, so I don't know if you can hear me or not, Emmy. But if you do go back and listen to the show, I love you. I love you, sis. Please know I'm always praying for you. And let me just remind you again, and any any of you are always welcome to, to send me snail mail. I have a P.O. box set up for that reason alone because people had asked me to do that years ago for this podcast. That, uh, so a couple of things. If you ever want to send me just, you know, a regular letter, card, you know, if you want to do Christmas card exchange or, or what have you. I just lost her. She just uh, just saw her username go away. Uh, but she, she told me she can go back and listen to the shows after they air, so an archive later. But uh, anyway... So let me give you all my P.O. box in case any of you ever want to do snail mail or and or a lot of times what I get in the mail, which I love, too, is um, but feel free to send me snail mail, too. I want to reinforce that. Um, but sometimes I get books and music like if you yourself are an author or an artist, what have you, you know, or a chef or music or regular books or or, or what have you, you know, for like our product reviews. I love doing that kind of stuff, learning more about y'all. Um, I'm like, there's books I never thought I would read. I start reading more and start hosting the show. I start learning more, start broadening my horizons. It's really been an amazing journey that I hope to continue for a long, long time to come. Uh, so anyway, so just send it to Coffee Talk with Shell. Don't forget Shell spelled C H E L L E, but it's said like Shell, like a seashell. But anyway, Coffee Talk with Shell, and then P.O. Box four eight five zero eight Fort Worth. Texas, so F-O-R-T and the W-O-R-T-H, two words, Fort Worth, Texas, 76148. So again, if you ever want to send snail mail, just say hi or, or holiday card exchange, what have you, Valentine's Day card exchange, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, I know most people just do email or Facebook or whatever, but I'm old school and still love to do snail mail too, um, personalized and all, you know, and um, we don't do it often these days, so it's pretty special to me um or again if you just want to send like 
a book you've written or your favorite book you want to share with me and like check this out or what have you, um, then again, uh, just send it my way to Coffee Talk with Shell, P.O. Box 48508, Fort Worth, Texas 76148. That's totally why I have the P.O. Box set up is for y'all to be able to do stuff like that, and I love it. So one of my most favorite, cherished memories of my P.O. Box I will always never forget is my dear friend Louise, who sent me his book until Tuesday about his service dog Tuesday. Uh, he was a military veteran. Louise, I miss you so much. Rest in peace, my friend. Unfortunately, he committed suicide a few years ago. I miss him. I can't even tell you how much I miss my friend so much. And um, he was an advocate for veterans, military too. He made an amazing difference in this world. He has a beautiful legacy he left behind. And Tuesday, I hope you're doing well. I miss miss him too so much. Service Dog Tuesday is amazing golden retriever most beautiful sweetest dog you ever meet and um and so i always remember the nice letter and book louise sent my way and then not long thereafter i remember getting christmas cards every year from him and i just loved it i just i don't know it just touched my heart so deep and um i just miss him so much all right so again if you want to share just send him my way coffee taco shell p.o box 48508 one four eight, or follow me on Coffee Talk WC, and just hey, you know, just send a message real quick. Hey, what was your address? And I'll, I'll send it to you. All right. And oh, and that reminds me, that's where I ask you to first submit your topic suggestions and guest interview requests. The best way to reach me initially is on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And I'm really excited. I had someone uh, reach back out. I was asking on Twitter the other day. Hey, you know, anyone interested in being a, um. Uh, a guest on the show, you know, share your stories and, or you want to nominate someone, all that. And I had this really nice guy, Brandon Flippin, reach out, check out Brandon uh, B Flippin Music, B F L I P P E N M U S I C, B Flippin Music on Twitter. Tell him Shell said hi. <laughs> and uh, he's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And he and apparently another guy, I guess his friend, co-host a, a different podcast called Everything Must Go. But I'm really excited. I'm going to have him on the show later this month, either September 23rd or 30th. I've got to coordinate it with him. But uh, I want him to share a story because he's an aspiring artist. Uh, not he, I think he still sings, but not full time. But it should be interesting to hear about his podcast, about his music. Uh, I was watching, um, let me see if I can find his YouTube Let's see if his YouTube name's the same or not. I was watching his cover of the Elvis song "Can't Help Falling in Love with You" in like a wedding. Um, it was just all beautiful. I was like, "Oh, that's so so nice." Uh, looks like yeah, he's Brandon Flippin on YouTube. So just spell out his name. It should come up on YouTube. Brandon and the F L I P P E N. Oh, looks like it was a Cecilia and Michael story wedding story that he uh, made the video and covered his uh, Elvis song and. He sounds really good. He's got a really nice voice and seems like a pretty cool personality. And I love the concept of Everything Must Go podcast. I got to admit, I was, I was listening a little bit the other day, and I noticed, like, the topics say, like, uh, I'm trying to think of one right now. It's kind of like an either-or, like, where's the balance in life, I think, so to speak, is how I kind of gathered it. Um, trying to think. Let me see. I like fitting in versus standing out. See what I'm saying? Like, where's the balance? Like, you don't want to, you know, you want to be yourself, but you don't want to stand out. 
too much, but then you don't want to fit in. You know what I mean? Like, where's the balance? I thought it was really interesting. There was another one, too. I was trying to find Let me see if I can find it here. That one was intriguing, but there was another one that was like an either-or versus topic on their podcast. I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear more about that. But, yeah, that was one, fitting in versus standing out. Um, Are we addicted to technology? That's a really great topic there. Where's the you know I say that too on that one especially where's the balance because you have to find a balance with technology I I know most of us myself included get challenged on that because you want to use it to to connect and reconnect and you know with people in your life make new friends or reconnect with old friends you know family um, and keep in touch with family and friends all that kind of stuff but at the same time you don't want to use use it so much that you're like, oh my gosh, the whole weekend flew by and I didn't even go to the mall or get out, take a walk. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's been raining here all weekend, but I did get out to the store, grocery shopping, all that, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where's the balance? Like use technology for the, for the better, but not the worst, you know, and where you don't use it so much that you forget to live life. You know what I mean? Like I purposely will put the phone down like for a whole weekend and be like, or every night I do that for so long I'm like I'm not gonna really look at my phone until like maybe bedtime just like catch up on messages for five ten minutes before I write before I go to sleep see if there's anything important and if all's calm and well then great but yeah I'll, I'll make a point like if I'm at home watch a movie whatever with with no distractions you know what I mean um yeah or just just I don't like to leave my phone at home only because especially if I'm driving for safety reasons but even then I'm really good about not really like, I don't know, I don't really don't, I mean, I use technology, but not to the extreme I used to, you know what I mean? Like, I used to be like, oh my gosh, I gotta check Instagram every day, or Twitter every day, and then maybe once a week, now, I guess, yeah, maybe once a week, like, right now, I'm only checking, like, oh, because Michael Franti's and Sarah's baby's gonna be born anytime, so I've been checking a little for that, but I just go straight to Sarah and Mr. Franti's, like, Instagram, unless, like, okay, there's no update moving on <laughs> back to crocheting or reading my book or what have you, you know, or doing laundry, whatever. Um, but anyway, I think that's really interesting topic. So yeah, check out his podcast called everything must go. Looks really interesting by with Brandon and looks like his friend co-host is named Steven. Um, you can go just follow him on Twitter and then I'll link you over to be flipping music and you can uh, find through his tweets, his link to his podcast. So shout out to Brandon. I can't wait to have you on the show soon. Thanks for reaching out. I really do appreciate it. I love meeting new people and interviewing y'all. Okay, I'm going to play another song because I need a little breather breaker. <laughs> uh, breather break. All right, give me just a moment here. It's funny because i take uh, been going you know, to this gym, my uh, rec center, local rec center. I joined uh, at the end of July, so about a month because it was like very end of July. So about a month, maybe four, six, six weeks to be exact, I think now. And um, I've been trying different classes. Well, mostly I do yoga, Zumba, and I started the new class. I've gone three times. Favorite class is only gone three times because it's only once a week. The rest classes like yoga have different times options. But my favorite class only has one time and date option, only Thursdays at 6 o'clock, and it's called Pound. And it's pretty clever uh, play on words with the name because it's based on, um, you know, pound losing weight. But it's also called Pound because, like, you pound on drums with drumsticks. And so use just drumsticks and do a full workout with them to music and it's just so fun but anyway i was going to mention this because of yoga um you know i've been trying to learn how to like meditate better breathe better of course right now i don't sound so well i sound 
maybe not, I want to say high strung, but not uh, as zen, you know, like in yoga, you're like so calm and zen. <laughs> so I've been working on that more and more. And it does help you focus better, I would say, too. Like, I love how it clears your thoughts. Like, once you get in the zone, it's kind of like having a massage. Like, by the end of that hour, you're like, oh, forget everything else. Like, everything's great in the world for for one hour. <laughs> it's beautiful. So on that note, here's The World is Our Mother by Robert Ballin featuring Brandon Hilton. Be right back. Once again, that was The World is Our Mother by Robert Fallon. Apparently, I need to play one more song because my dog is barking to go outside, so I will be right back. I apologize for the delay, but I do hope you'll hang tight and enjoy this next song. And if you call in at Switchboard, please, please don't hang up. I will get 
I'm going to hurry outside and right back. Uh, no, he's trying to dig for socks because he knows the soldiers are uh, listening on Sunday nights normally when their canine partners over overseas. So I will be right back. Uh, let me try to find a longest song possible. <laughs> oh, dear. This is crazy. I have to find a longer song. Okay, okay. Uh, Like three or four yeah. minutes. Uh, you hear him? That's my dog, Prescott. Okay. Uh, Bean has has three minute forty five second song. Thank you, Bean, for almost four minute song called "Ain't No Getting Over You." Please hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Uh, jot down the phone number three two three six four two one five five six. Trending topics and open mic night. Be right back. Thanks, y'all. Got me trembling, rewind to the feeling of way back when I knew this love was true. Now, face to face, never imagined that I'd get a taste here again with you. Just, just, just try to stop, try to stop, 
Oh my goodness. I don't Okay, hopefully he's calm now. He saw a cat, so he's still barking. We went outside, he did his business, and then my dog is afraid of cats or something. I don't know. Do most dogs bark at cats? I think they is that pretty typical? I think. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I ran back inside, if you can't tell. Barely, but surely made it like there's like five seconds of the song left when I got back to the studio switchboard here. Oh, Prescott. Tell everyone you're sorry for the delay. But of course, my dog is priority. He's like my only child, and I love him very much. Problem, Prescott. But <laughs> you all right? You feel better now? Or you just want to say hi? Is that why you're so barky? You're just barking a lot to say hi to everybody. And send out your special shout out love to the canine doggies serving overseas with the military, the canine partners. Okay. Yeah, I love how the military called canine their partners. I love that. Because they are. All right, the canines. Okay. Okay, uh, we have not talked about Mac Miller yet. I think it's time to do that. Oh, wow. Elton John dedicated, don't let the sun go down on me to Mac Miller. Mac, wherever you are, I hope you're happy now. Oh, there's a video. Oh, thank you, Maeve McDermott. I'm sorry, post a video of it. Oh, wow. Oh, man. A vigil for Mac Miller will take place at Blue Side Park, his favorite childhood park. Oh, complex tweet at that. Alright, so let's talk a bit more about his life, his legacy. Okay. I'm not even sure where to start with this one. It's just so sad. I think he was only 26, right? So young. Oh, man. This is on XXLMAG.com. It says, police believe Mac Miller's death was caused by a drug overdose, but they didn't spot any evidence of significant drug use at his home. Uh, it's that. According to TMZ, though, that makes law enforcement believe the rapper's house was clean before police could conduct an investigation into his death. Law enforcement sources tell the celebrity news outlet that they were only able to locate a small amount of, quote-unquote, white powder after looking through the L.A. home of Miller, who died on September 7th which was Friday. So Burt Reynolds died Thursday, right? September 6th. And then Mac Miller died the next day, September 7th, Friday. Wow. After speaking with witnesses, local authorities believe 26-year-old San Fernando Valley home, uh, his home was swept, swept clean of the, any evidence of drug use, it says again here. Making the situation an even more curious one is the fact that people were at Miller's home on Thursday and Friday, which was the day the rapper died. Wow. Authorities were alerted when his friend called 911. I don't know about y'all, but this makes me think back to Demi Lovato's recent incident and how fortunate it is she's alive. You know what I'm saying? Drug use. Friends calling 911 at her own home. Oh, my gosh. I hope that girl gets the help she needs. And I know she's trying. I know she's, she's getting the help right now, and I really hope it works for her. And she lives a great, long, beautiful life. Oh, what a wake-up call is Mike Miller's death. It's just awful. In the day since Miller's tragic death, folks from all over the entertainment world have commented on his legacy. What such person, uh, one such person was Tom Corson, who acts as co-chairman and CEO of Warner Brothers Records, the label Miller was signed to. All of us at Warner Brothers Records are deeply shocked and saddened by tragic news of Mac Miller's untimely passing. Mac was hugely gifted and inspiring artist with a pioneering spirit and sense of humor that touched everyone he met. 
Max's death is a devastating loss and cuts short a life of talent and huge potential where the possibilities felt limitless. Mm. Very sad. We join all of its fans across the globe in extending our thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. And then below they have like this um, pretty cool collage of pictures of his different looks over the years. Oh, wow. Mm. Very sad. Sometimes he's wearing glasses, sometimes not. Sometimes he's just holding a microphone. Some some pictures he's playing guitar. Just one he's like on a red carpet posing. Sometimes he's wearing most most pictures he wears a baseball cap. There's a couple I see without cap on. Wow. And of course I know it's hard to not mention he used to date Ariana Grande. She was. He was her last boyfriend. They broke up before she got engaged later on to, to uh, what's his name, Pete, uh, the guy on SNL. But it sounds like, you know, sadly, I think from what I read, um, the breakup may have had to do with his drug use. I think she truly cared for Mac Miller from what the fans say, but couldn't stay with him because they just couldn't work it out, you know, all that. I think he was her boyfriend at the time the Manchester tragedy happened, right? When the the bombing occurred at the at her concert in Manchester over in England, that was terrible. And he and some of her family were at the tarmac to greet her when she flew back and arrived back in the U.S. that day after. Mm. Morning after, so sad. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Mm-mm-mm. Let me read a little more about him and his music. Oh, Ariana Grande actually made a comment. Let's see. It says she broke her silence after X Miller's tragic death with a touching photo. And aw. So she posted a photo of her with him kissing him on his cheek. It looks like she's wearing in the picture like a play toy ring. You know, those like candy rings. Doesn't look like it's on the engagement ring, in case y'all wonder. But anyway. I, I was thinking about her because I was like, I mean, I, I have an ex-boyfriend that did die years later, and it it just tore me up. It was just awful. He was, you know, I went to his wedding. We were friends. Oh my gosh, knew him a long time. He, you know, he was married and had a child, and it was just, he died suddenly, and it's awful. Rest in peace, Dwayne. I'll never forget you, my friend. Um, but this is on People.com. Um, it says Ariana Grande is mourning the death of her late ex-boyfriend, Mac Miller. One day after he was pronounced dead from parent overdose, she shared a black-white photograph of her former boyfriend via Instagram on Saturday. In the picture, she stares up at the camera while sitting on the grass. A pair of tennis shoes, presumably Grand- Grande's, can be seen between his legs. Choosing to let the image speak for itself, she shared the image without a caption. The God is a Woman singer disabled comments on the social media platform after some fans began to blame her for Miller's death on Friday. Yeah, I worried about that because I thought, you know, I was hoping that wouldn't be the case that some fans would, Mac Miller fans would try to blame her for his suicide. And also, um, I worry about her because, you know, she already has been having post-traumatic stress syndrome from the Manchester incident and now this. I was like, oh, my heart goes out to you, Ariana Grande, as well as, of course, all family, friends, and fans of Mac Miller. 
Well, let's let's learn a little more about Mac Miller and his music. I've not called him like a pioneer type of music, which I think is really cool. I want to learn a little more about that. So, all right, this is on Wikipedia. Uh, he was oh, I didn't know that he had a. a also known as, you know, I guess because of bands, rapper names, and all that. Oh, interesting. Delusional Thomas, Easy Mac. I like Easy Mac. That's a cute one. Larry Fisherman, Larry Lovestein, The Velvet Revival, were um, some of his alternate names. Oh, wow. He was born 1992, the year I graduated high school. Gosh, he was so young. Oh, he was born January 19, 1992, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And again, he died this past Friday at age 26 which was September 7th in Studio City, Los Angeles. He was known as a rapper, singer, and record producer. Uh, says he played drums, guitar, and piano. He was active as a musician from 2000 until recently, up until his death. Um, wow. It's terrible. Oh, man. Says his mom was a, ph- ph- a photographer. His dad was an architect father was Christian, his mother was Jewish, he was raised Jewish, had a bar mitzvah, celebrated Jewish high holy days, Can described himself as the quote-unquote coolest Jewish rapper and a rival response to Drake's own claim to be the best Jew in the rap in the game, and the best Jew in the rap game. I didn't know Drake, is Drake Jew too? Oh wow, interesting, that's cool. Um, oh wow, he began music young, he began piano lessons at age six. And then in high school, I decided to focus on his hip-hop career, later noting, once I hit 15, I got real serious about it, and it changed my life completely. I used to I used to be in sports, play all the sports, go to all the high school parties, but once I found hip-hop, it's almost like a job. That's all I did. He's, he was a self-taught musician, played piano, guitar, drums, and bass. I love that because I taught myself how to play piano, taught myself how to read music. I love that. Uh, so cool. Mm. 2007 to 2010 were his career beginnings, where he first started rapping at the age of 14. Before that, he wanted to be a singer. Prior to changing his name to Mac Miller, he was known as Easy Mac and released the mixtape But My Akin, excuse me, But My Mac and Ain't Easy uh, at age 15 while so young. He was also part of a rap group. These three spoke in together, like like the number one, but uh, numeral number. So, so I don't know if how to say it, the three spoken or the third spoken. Together with fellow Pittsburgh rapper Beatty, oh, I could go on and on here. I'm just kind of kind of recap. Uh, 2000, early 2010, he signed with Rostrum Records. Looks like that was his first record deal, and looks like 2011, 2012, Best Day Ever, and Blue Side Park for. Title fifth release was the mixtape Best Dave Ever. He announced the title of his first album, Blue Side Park, on his YouTube channel July 5th, 2011, set for a fall release. Uh, he featured, oh, I didn't know he was featured on Maroon 5 remix of their hit song, Moves Like Jagger. Did y'all know that? I love that song. Wow. It, so it says he was featured on Maroon 5's remix version of that song. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that now. That is awesome. Found the remix version of it. Very cool. I love when they do that. I know a lot of people don't like that. I actually prefer that. Um, I love pop songs too, but I think I think it adds a cool flavor, and I love seeing I love seeing different music of genre cross over, especially when it's 
sounds good. And I think for the most part, most pop songs with the added rap to it, crossover, I, most part, I like it. So I'm really curious to hear it. Um, wow. Watching movies with the sound off. Another album. 2012, 2013. 2014, 2015. He had to deal with Warner Brothers. And G-O-O-D-A-M. Uh, he was no longer signed to Rostrum Records. He independently released his 10th solo mixtape. Wow, kudos to him. And then got with Warner Brothers for a reported $10 million. Wow. I never saw his reality show. I don't think I have MTV2. It said he had a reality series called Mac Miller and the Most Dope Family in 2014. Oh, wow. Did y'all know that? I don't want to go back and find that show too, but I don't think I have that channel. Goodness. And then 2016, 2018, more recently, The Divine Feminine and Swimming says his fourth album, Divine Feminine, was released July 2016. Oh, man. And then he released Small Worlds, his first single from his fifth studio album on May 30th, 2018. The album was announced on July 13th and released August 3rd to positive reviews. Gosh, he just had his last album released August 3rd, a month before it about months before his death. Wow. Just terrible. Uh, he was influenced by Big L, Lauren Hill, and Beastie Boys, Outcast, and a tribe called Quest. He had a close relationship also with rapper Wiz Khalifa. Wiz was, has been a big brother to me with this music thing so far. Our relationship is beyond music. He really is just my homie, whether I will be me- making music or not. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Uh, personal life, it says that he became addicted to a combination of promethazine and codeine known as purple drink or lean, which he began taking to manage the stress he was enduring during his Macadelic tour in 2012. Oh my goodness, that was six years ago. 2000, January 2013, he told Complex, I love lean, it's great. I was not happy and I was on lean very heavy. I was so effed up all the time, it was bad. My friends couldn't even look at me the same. I was lost. The time of his addiction, his childhood friend Jimmy Morton said, I saw him in that mentality. I remember being in. You're getting effed up because you feel like you need to. You're trying to get away with from everything. For how much he was drinking, it's unbelievable that he stopped. It's definitely one of the most impressive things he's ever done. Oh, this is so sad. Says that he quit taking promethazine in November 2012 before he started shooting the reality of the show, Matt Miller Most Up Family. Uh, he was in a long-term relationship with the woman he met in middle school for four years. Oh, wow. Until April 2013. Many of the songs on his mixtape, Macadelic, were about that relationship. And then, of course, Miller dated Ariana Grande from uh, August 2016 to May 2018. Wow. So they did a couple of years. It wasn't too long ago they broke up. Wow, May. It's September now. Whew, this is sad. Uh, illegal issues. February 2011, while he was on tour... He and his friends were arrested. Oh, my gosh. While they were on tour, while possession of marijuana, for which they had to spend the night in jail. The case was settled. I thought that's tricky because a lot of artists do, you know, not all, but some artists, you know, use marijuana. And different states have different laws. So let's say they're from, like, a state that, you know, no problem with marijuana, but then they get on the tour bus and they travel around. And, you know, say they have a tail light out and they get pulled over and there's marijuana on the bus and that marijuana is illegal in that state and they get arrested. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, producer Lord Finesse fled, filed a $10 million lawsuit against Miller, Rostrum Records, and Dat Piff on July 9, 2012 for the use of a sample of Finesse song, Hipta. 
fit to the game and used in Miller's 2010 mixtape song called Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. Uh, January 2013, that lawsuit was settled out of court with stipulations kept confidential. Oh, man. Uh, also, in March 2015, the band Aquarium Dream filed a $150,000 lawsuit against Miller for sampling the band's song Yesterday Was a Nice Day and the song Therapy on his 2014 mixtape basis. Oh. And then more recently, uh, before his death, May 2018, which is obviously the same month he and Ariana Grande broke up, but I'm not blaming her in any way for this because he's responsible for his own actions. Um, Miller was arrested May 2018 on charges of driving under the influence and hit and run after allegedly crashing into and knocking down a power pole and fleeing the scene with two passengers. Police arrived at the scene, read his license plate number, obtained his address. He confessed to the crash when the police arrived at his home. He was taken into custody and then released on a $15,000 bill. Mm, so sad. And then last but not least, very sad about his death. It says that, again, he died of an apparent drug overdose in a studio, studio, studio city excuse me, home on September 7th this past Friday. He was found unresponsive around noon that day after a friend called for an quote-unquote, immediate dispatch for a patient in cardiac arrest, according to a 911 call. He was pronounced dead at the scene upon arrival of authorities. He was scheduled for a video shoot on the day of his death. Oh, so sad. Wow. Oh, so sad. And then it has, like, his tours listed, and it says a swimming tour in the next to it, 2018, and then it says canceled. Oh, very sad. He was so young. Oh my gosh. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Mm, very sad. Lots of prayers to all affected by his death and Burt Reynolds too. Uh, I think it's time to take a song break. I'm kind of on a somber note here, play this song called "I'm Not Here" by Misty Mayhem and dedicate that in memory of Mac Miller as well as Burt Reynolds. And uh, we'll talk about some more upbeat, lighthearted song uh, topics after that. Be right back.
or 10 times, I should say. All right. All right. So proud of them. So first of all, I love you, Brandon, who I call Beautifully Handsome. You know I love you. I miss you so much. He's over in the Carolinas, South Carolina. I, I just had a, a most amazing memory hanging out with him and his friends over in South Carolina uh, several years ago. One summer, we had a whole weekend in the cabin. and Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Nature. It was just gorgeous to see why he loves Carolina. That's where he grew up. Oh, all right. I'm going to share this with y'all. Here we go. It's going to be hard for me to even read, but I feel compelled to share it. All right. Here we go. So, Brandon Hilton, here we go. He wrote, after being outed in school at age 12, things really changed for me. I lost most of my friends and family. My home life was just as miserable as my school life because after getting tormented all day long, I'd come home to process it, only to fall deeper into this hole of self-hate and confusion. One day, I snapped. I couldn't take it anymore. I was already on antidepressants, being a therapist, and trying my best to survive each day. Then some kids at school ganged up against me and started telling everyone I had a quote-unquote hit list and was saying I was going to kill them all. It wasn't true, but by this time I was so over it, I didn't care to fight them anymore. My teachers, principal, and superintendent, who had never been on my side or once tried to help me, all decided that I was this horrible threat to everyone and expelled me for the rest of the year. Mm, It was all too much to handle. I got home and downed two bottles of Tylenol and went to sleep. I woke up to my stomach being pumped in the back of an ambulance in my grandparents' driveway that saved my life. That was my first attempt to end my life. The second attempt left me hospitalized for two weeks in rehab, and that experience changed my life. In rehab, I met other kids like me who were struggling, and that helped me realize I was not alone. My doctor was openly gay, and at the time was the first grown man I'd ever met who was open about his sexuality. This was a time before Grinder, before Queer Eye, before RuPaul's Drag Race. He helped me see that I was not broken and that I could be successful and happy. I left rehab with a better sense of myself and a new outlook on life. From that moment on, suicide was no longer a daily struggle for me. In 2015, my biggest fear, losing my grandma, became a reality. Not due to old age or sickness, but mental illness. Her doctor prescribed her antidepressants to deal with anxiety. This completely changed her. She was not depressed. And within two weeks, she was gone. Losing my grandpa, excuse me, losing my grandma left an irreplaceable hole in my family. No one can prepare to lose someone due to suicide. It is perhaps the worst way to lose someone you love, especially when that person is the only person in your family that supports you and encourages you to follow your dreams. I wanted to join her every day that first year. Every day I woke up, I missed her. It took everything. I had to stay here and fight. It's still hard, but through losing her, I found my voice and my purpose. Now I have permanent motivation to continue pushing myself and trying new things in my career. I miss her every day, but I know as long as I'm alive, living my dream, and sharing my story, she'll stay alive in some way, and that eases the pain. If you are struggling with mental health, depression, or suicidal thoughts, please reach out and get help. Your story does not have to end. You just have to find your purpose. 
It truly does get better, but like anything, it takes some work. Hashtag I'm listening and then heart emoji. Thank you so much, Beautifully Handsome, for sharing your story. Again, that was Brandon Hilton's story. They shared on listening.org and posted on Facebook today. I felt compelled to share it. I think it's only fitting to play a beautiful song of his own right after that. Give me just a moment here. This is one of my favorite ballads of his. It's so beautiful. It's short and sweet, and it's called Your Mind. And I'll be right back. Enjoy. Once again, that was Your Mind by Brandon Hilton. Again, you can find Brandon Hilton on Facebook. Tell him Shell said hi. Just say, Shell says to say hi, beautifully handsome. He'll know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> so that's my dear nickname for him. And uh, again, you can find out uh, more about his story, his, himself, his life, uh, his fashion line. Oh, my goodness. I could go on and on. He's been a model, actor, singer, fashion designer, and much more. And it's an awesome friend. Uh, Brandon Hilton, find him on Facebook. Um, check out his fashion line, House of Man. That was, oh, that was a touching story. I remember that day so well, and it was just awful. I just, my, my heart just dropped when I learned about his grandmother's passing. His, his grandparents raised him like his own parents. And, oh, he was so close to her. Whew. So I know it took a lot of courage for him to share that story. Uh, so again, thank you so much, Brandon. Beautifully handsome for sharing your story. I know you're touching lives, positive ways all around. Keep keep it up. All right, so we got um, just a tad under 15 minutes to go. If you want to call and say hello, the switchboard number is three two three six four two one five five six. 
Uh, I think you press one to talk live on air or press one for English. I don't know. Just listen to the prompts. <laughs> I forgot to ask Jabari when he called in earlier. And thanks again so much to Jabari for calling in earlier, sharing his thoughts on football season. And glad, again, I'm so glad my friend's doing okay. Don't you hate that when you have nightmares, especially about your own family, friends close to you? It was just awful. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're doing well, Jabari. But at the same time, I'm also sad. The nightmare I had about Shabari actually was a reality about my other friend, TJ. And please keep my friend TJ in your prayers and positive thoughts if you don't mind that she had a stroke on Labor Day. Uh, but I, I know she's a fighter and she will overcome this. And uh, once she gets better, I'm kind of waiting to tell her this because I don't want to upset her. It's the early stage right now. But once she gets more through recovery, I'm going to remind her what our own teacher, Dean Lewis, shout out to him. Said day one of class, Addison Improv. We had this classmate, another girl that eventually quit before graduation. But anyway, um, so she got up to to you know do her skit, her act, her bit, and because um, we would like take turns, you know, during class to do our bits and then get feedback reviews. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> so this one girl got up and she was limping, and my teacher, I'll never forget this. Dean was like, "Oh, oh wow." Oh wow, do you have a permanent lump, right? And she's like, "Oh no, no, I just I broke my foot. I'm like, I just decided not to use the crutches. They're back, you know, by my chair. I just thought I would just hobble up because I didn't have far to walk." And he was like, "That's too bad." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Everyone started laughing, and he was like, "Yeah, that's too bad. You don't actually have a, have a a permanent lump." And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "I know it sounds crazy, but um, he's like, yeah, use yeah the the more." quirkiness, unusual, unique things like that, like if you have a permanent limp or, you know, you know, hobble, whatever, whatever, like things like that will make you even funnier. They stand out. They make you more unique as a comedian. They make you funnier. And so TJ in her own right is already an amazing comedian. And I know when she bounces back from the stroke, she is going to just, I have no doubt she's going to, I'm not kidding. I know she's going to go viral. I already feel it. I know it. She's well-known here locally, and I know she's going to be known nationwide, especially after this, because she's a fighter and um, and already hilarious. And, and like Dean said, when you have something unique and she's had a stroke, I mean, that's very unique at a young age. And once she bounces back and gets through recovery, I know you're going to have the most amazing comedy material, TJ. So I hope to, to try to lighten it and make you laugh a little and and see some kind of positive and something, you know, so difficult. Love you, girl, and I'm praying for you and your partner, Jennifer, too. Love you both and here for y'all if y'all need anything. Um, all right, so we just got 10 minutes to go. Go ahead and play another song as we wind down, but I'll keep watching that switchboard, 323-642-1556. Thanks again so much for listening. Hope you all keep tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always Friday of Life on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. Oh, actually, we only got five minutes ago. My bad. Um, and don't forget, uh, a couple of things during the week. Uh, reach out, say hello on Twitter or Snowmail, Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. Submit your topic suggestions and guest interview requests. And or if you want to send me Snowmail, just a letter, say hi, or holiday card exchange, or if you have, like, um, products, items, you know, if you're, like, an author, artist, whatever, music, books, products, what have you, to to uh, to send my way that you would love for me to review and share my thoughts on air or, you know, or consider for a guest interview spot, uh, send them my way, Coffee Talk with Shell, P.O. Box 48508, Fort Worth, Texas 76148. 
All right. In the meantime, let me find. Actually, instead of a song, I think since we got five minutes left, I think it's a great time to play the collage of some past snippets of interviews with, along with music by Brandon Hilton, oh, my talented friend. So here we go. Oh, and Misty Mayhem, I played uh, I'm Not Here earlier, that really sad, somber song, beautiful song. Check out her music. She's got tons of upbeat songs, too. I also played Reason to Live by her earlier, which was an upbeat song. Um, check out her music and her concert. She's over in, I think, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, I can't remember if she's still in Raleigh or not, but I think so. But um, check out her music and tour dates at mistymayhem.com. And last but not least, Michael Franti. I played Time to Go Home earlier. Check out his music and tour dates. Michael Franti Spearhead, my favorite band, at michaelfranti.com. And I can't wait. Maybe I'll be sharing his baby boy news next by next show next week. We'll see. I'm so excited for him and Sarah. Can't wait to to till their baby boy arrives into the world soon. <laughs> I'm on pins and needles waiting. Uh, on that update okay so here's the compilation and then i'll be signing off after that so i'm going to go ahead and say love and peace this is shell signing off even though technically i'm not until after the <laughs> uh, this compilation ends all right thank y'all again so much it means a lot to me with the show wouldn't be possible since february 2009 without each of y'all so thank y'all so much all right enjoy the compilation Going all to coffee in Texas. I'm going to give it one more ah. chance, actually. I'm on my way to lunch, and I'm going to give it one more chance, but I can't wait <laughs> to get back to fresh beans in California. Oh, see, Starbucks is my favorite here. So I was like, no, I host Coffee Talk with Shell, and he doesn't like the coffee here in Dallas. It's I mean, terrible. You know what, though? No, I haven't had Starbucks here. I've had That's the problem. From, from, I just want yeah, chocolate I mean, mocha. you, you got to get, get it. good coffee besides Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I make really good coffee, so hey. South Carolina is home, but Dallas is home too. I have, I just, I consider I have two homes, you know. And one, I mean, there's more family. There's a different kind of family. Each has two families, you know. I have family here and I have family there, but it's two different kinds of families. Like, this is like the monster family. <laughs> home is like Dallas. the Beverly Hillbilly family. everything that you would hope would make you feel so good. Is calling and from where? Yeah, my name is Ross from Los Angeles, California. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god, this is Ross Matthews! <laughs> it is, oh, how are god. you? I'm shaking, I love you! Oh, yes. you're so cute! We all dream, but nobody listens. But if you love it and you embrace it and you just, you know, you're fearless, then, you know, it's a great thing. And in our dreams we rule the world And that inspired me to write Midnight Cabaret We all have the money, have the money There was a lot of attention, but then it kind of cooled down And we all drive the nicest cars like motto in life is just to have fun and just um you know enjoy life and, and it took so long to realize that something was missing oh, oh. i would like for this book to be a movie that's my next big dream that's everything that you would hope would make you feel so good 
excited and you know a, a little bit nervous as far as like the crowd and stuff. But um, it was it was awesome and I, and I had a ball performing and um, just you know meeting new people and meeting football players. It was it was a, it was a dream come true. found that, uh, you know, telling Sean's story is not only helping me heal, but it also helps me spread the word that this stuff, that the things that's happening with Sean, uh, which is happening every day in this country, should never, ever have to happen again. Good, good. I, I say to her, you, you are so beautiful. You are that child that just went, that you're that person that just went through so much, but it's okay. Hey, you. So these are the news stories of our time, which is sort of my my hope for the future. Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. And from where? Hello, this is Ross from Los Angeles. Hi, Ross. How are you doing? Is this really Ross? No one can call in and pretend to be me because this this voice is an instrument <laughs> and a gift. <laughs> so I don't know if it's rep- you have to find a very very brave woman to replicate this voice. Would you still love me if I was the only, not leaving you lonely? Thank you, everyone listening, and to you, Shell, for watching it. It just means the world to me and so you said time to call Shell. So I'm so glad you picked awesome. up and a hi to everyone listening. You think that you know me, so why don't you show me who I am to you? Susie, you know hey. my bio mom. Uh, oh I'm gonna be among the dying. I'm clouded by mystery. We could make history. I'll teach you a thing or two. They weren't spending their time there you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And would you believe me? No, we believe me. Don't give it a third degree. They were laughing. They were enjoying their time. Everyone that I ever talked to was so inspiring to me. An upcoming artist, and her name is Bean. I am here, Shell. Thank you so much for having me. And on a show like this where I get to talk live and it goes through like a radio on the internet. It's so cool to me. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Mom told me she was like, whenever you came out of the womb, you, you came out singing hallelujah. So being able to finally release music to the public, it's like the most freeing feeling ever. You wanted to shake your head, and I was like, don't you dare. I know. Who's calling in from where? Hello? 